Welcome to this week's episode of BusinessWise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying a management system discovered and developed by humanitarian, philosopher, and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. In society today, we have to deal with all manner of insanity, don't we? The current culture is descending into chaos. For example, the current government of the United States is going to solve inflation by hiring another 80,000, almost 80,000 IRS agents. That's interesting. Because the way to solve inflation is to increase production, not by adding tens of thousands of individuals meant to harass the producers. This is going to produce the exact opposite effect. There are many of us who take a great deal of pride in being productive. But by making sure that we are made to support those who cannot or will not produce, more and more of us are getting fed up with the whole thing and will walk away from this job of carrying society on our backs because that's what we're doing. Make no mistake, society is carried by the producers. Who else is going to carry it? Without those who produce the bread, there is no bread. Any child can figure that out, but evidently the powers that be can't. And they are figuring out more and more ways to penalize a producer and more and more producers are walking away and our numbers are dwindling. You deal with it in your hiring, don't you? You're seeking those who want to produce, who take pride in production. And there's still a lot of us out there, but the number is dwindling thanks to the direction that those who wish ill for man are taking with this culture. So how do you stay on top of that? How can you ensure that no matter what happens in society or in your life or in your business, you can continue to flourish and prosper. Your family can continue to flourish and prosper. Your group can, and you can create a community around you that can. How can you create an island of sanity that can then connect up with other islands of sanity and thereby become the sea? If you're a producer, and I don't think you'd be listening to this podcast if you weren't, this isn't a podcast that promotes, you know, how to get rich without producing. Um, not that kind of a podcast. So if, you, if you're listening, you're probably a producer. And um, you need to know the answer to this question of how you can stay on top of things. Because if you can't answer it, unfortunately, the current environment has a way of wearing you down. Have you noticed that? I'm not trying to paint a picture of doom and gloom. And I'm sorry if I am. That's not the intention here. There is much beauty and happiness in the world. Don't get me wrong. I personally have a hard life, but a great one. And one that I love and is filled with many exhilarating moments. And I'm sure you share the same. But we would be whistling past the graveyard if we did not observe the decay and we either resolve to do something about it, or sooner or later, it will impact us. So what is the answer? How do we put ourselves at the cause point in today's challenging environment and come out on top? Is there a single datum that we can point to that answers all? Yes. As a matter of fact, there is. It is a datum that Mr. Hubbard discovered in his research that he presented to the world in an article dated 30 January 1983, and it's entitled, Your Post and Life. Now, before we get into it, I'm going to clear up two words with you, words we have defined before, but I want to make sure we really nail these down today. And the first is the word post. Now, in the Hubbard Management System, we tend to use the word post instead of the word job. Post has very valuable connotations to it that the word job just does not communicate. So let's look at the word post. It means, this is from Mr. Oxford, uh, definition one, a position of paid employment, a job. There you go. So it's a job. Post is a job. The example they give here is he resigned from the post of foreign minister. Now, but let's look at definition two. A place where someone is on duty. 
or where a particular activity is carried out. And then the example they give is a worker asleep at his post. It's also defined as a place where a soldier, guard, or police officer is stationed or that they patrol. Uh, the example here is he gave the two armed men orders not to leave their posts. Interesting. So post has the connotation of duty. So it's, a, it's an area of assigned duty. And of course, it has this sort of military definition of, you know, an area you are entrusted to be at. It's you're at your post. Uh, let's see. Let's look at the, uh, well, let's just look at duty for a second here because we're using that in the definition. Duty is a moral or legal obligation, a responsibility. It is my duty to uphold the law. Again, this is Oxford. Or it's, uh, it's also a task or action that someone is required to perform. So duty is something you have as a, an obligation or a responsibility. It is my duty, a moral obligation. Okay, so it's got this moral obligation, responsibility, connotation, and duty is used in the definition of the word post. So, you know, this is my post and these are my duties. It is my duty to perform these things. So uh, that gives uh, the word post sort of, in my estimation here, uh, a, a definite edge on the word job. Because, you know, your guy says, well, it's my job. You get the idea that a person could go through the motions and still do his job. Whereas if the person says, it's my post, Mr. Hubbard, in the organizations that he founded, he tended to use the word post and he called it, quote, a trust and a crusade. So you've got this whole element of trust with a post. That is your post. You have a moral, uh, legal obligation and responsibility in this area. It is your post, and um, we're counting on you. It's a trust. We're trusting you to handle this post. So post is a beautiful word. The derivation, let's take a look here. Um, from mid-16th century, from French post, from Italian posto, from a contraction of popular Latin positum, which is from variation of the word ponere, to place. So a post, you've been placed there. Uh, if you're guarding a fort, here's your post. You're placed there. You're trusted. Stay awake. Stay alert. Perform your duties. Okay? So that's the word post. Now, I want you to consider the other aspects of your life. If you're a husband, is there a post called husband? Are there moral duties or requirements of that hat husband? Is there a trust? And of course there is. How about father? How about mother? How about friend? How about citizen? Now, all of these are posts, aren't they? You're kind of placed there with certain duties and moral uh, obligations and responsibilities that you're expected to perform. Now, of course... Nowadays, with the whole drive to make no one responsible for anything, one can neglect this idea of posts, but it's an honorable concept. And yes, you do have posts in your life. Other than the, your job, uh, you have a post in life also. You know, you could have a post as a son. You could have a post as a daughter. These are, you're placed there. There are certain expectancies or responsibilities or trusts, you see, that go along with that. I, I think it impacts Far, far better and a much greater concept than job. I, if you said I have my job as a husband or a father, would it have the same connotation? It doesn't impart the same concept, does it?
So value this word and use it, the word post. Make sure your team understands it. It's a pretty cool word. And then the next word I want to take up, again, one we have taken up before, is the word technology or tech for short. We use the word tech a lot in the Hubbard Management System. In fact, the Hubbard Management System is a management technology or tech. And it's a word that in recent decades, it's largely been usurped by the electronic and digital culture, but actually it's a very noble and a very ancient word. It means, and this is Mr. Hubbard's definition, quote, the methods of application of an art or science as opposed to mere knowledge of the science or art itself. This is from 13 September 1965. The methods of application of an art or science as opposed to mere knowledge of the science or art itself. Um, one of my favorite examples, I may have used it before in an earlier episode, I don't know, but I use it quite often, um, having you know trained others to survive in the woods and so forth. There's a technology to surviving in the woods, in the wilderness. And if you don't have that technology, which is the know-how of application, like how do you light a fire without matches? How do you create a shelter without a tent or ground cover or what have you, how do you find which direction is north, south, so on? And how do you know what things you can eat and what things you can't eat? And how do you prepare them? And how do you catch a fish? These are all vital technologies of surviving in the woods. Now, now let's talk about knowledge of the woods. You could have extreme knowledge of the woods. You could know every leaf, every tree, every sign, which is the the imprints of uh, animals, you know, footprints of animals, I guess you could call it paw prints. Uh, we call it sign. You could know all the different signs. You could know all the different birds by their sounds, the music that they make. You could know all that stuff. That's a tremendous amount of knowledge. Drop you in the middle of the woods without any technology of how to survive in the woods, all that knowledge is going to do for you is exactly zero. You're going to starve to death. If you don't somehow pick up the technology or the knowledge, as Mr. Hubbard says, the application of that knowledge, as opposed to mere knowledge of the science or art itself. And there's, there's way too much confusion between knowledge and technology. Technology is a category of knowledge. It's a vital category of knowledge. And we use it a lot in the Hubbard Management System because basically there's a technology to anything, anything that has an application, whether it's cooking, whether it's building a cabinet, whether it's raising children, all these things are doing this is, and they have knowledge connected with them that you can apply to get a particular result. By the way, it's not just Hubbard that defines technology that way. This is Mr. Oxford. I thought I would just read this to you for comparison. Uh, Oxford says, the application of scientific knowledge for practical purposes, especially in industry, advances in computer technology. So Oxford and Mr. Hubbard agree on this one. It is knowledge that can be applied to get a practical result. And it comes from the Greek word techne, which means art or craft. And logia, or logos, study of. Study of the craft. Study of the art. Of how, do you, how do you take this broad area of knowledge and actually use it to create a practical result? That is technology. So there's technology to answering the phone. There's technology to sales. 
There's technology, obviously, to management. That's what we are attempting to impart with business-wise. So remember this word, use this word uh, correctly because it's a vital word and has everything to do with this episode and everything we're about to go over. Well, it's from 30 January 1983 is when it was written, and the title is Your Post and Life. And Mr. Hubbard starts the article by saying, A vital datum has emerged in my recent research. And then in all capital letters, he gives you this datum. And this is the single datum I was referring to before earlier in the episode. This is the one datum that really well understood puts you in the driver's seat in every single aspect of your life, no matter what happens in society around you today. And the datum is as follows. Quote, if one knows the tech of how to do something and can do it and uses it, he cannot be the adverse effect of it. And run Hubbard. So there's your datum, all capital letters. If one knows the tech of how to do something and can do it, and uses it, it cannot be the adverse effect of it. So if you know everything about how to survive in the wilderness, in the woods, and you know all that technology, how are you going to be the adverse effect of it? Now, I, I knew a guy who you could put him in the middle of the woods with nothing but a knife. You probably could survive even without that. And he wasn't in the least bit dismayed, could fend for himself, could feed himself, could find his way out. No matter where you dropped him, he would always find his way out of there and you know, build shelter. Didn't matter if it got cold. Didn't matter if it was hot. He, far greater than I, understood the technology of survival in those circumstances. He knew it and he could do it. He didn't just know it in theory. He could actually do it and he used it. Mr. Robert goes on to say, this applies in many, many ways and is in fact a key point of life a fundamental that may underlie all others. Listen to that. That's Mr. Hubbard speaking here. You think of all the fundamentals you've learned from Mr. Hubbard, and here he's giving you one that he says may underlie all others. So I'm going to repeat this. This applies in many, many ways and is in fact a key point of life, a fundamental that may underlie all others. And it applies to you directly on a post and in life. If you know the tech, and that includes policy. So when he says policy, he's talking about his technology of management, because those were all mostly written. We refer to them as articles here, but they're actually policy letters, articles that he wrote for the purpose of establishing policy amongst the groups that he founded. Okay, so he says, if you know the tech, and that includes policy, of your post and apply it. You cannot be the adverse effect of it. Fact, good datum to know, because with this, you know, if you have, for instance, a salesperson on post and he's not selling, you know, based on this law, that he either doesn't have the tech of it at all, doesn't know it, or maybe he knows it in theory, but he doesn't know how to do it, or he knows how to do it, he's just not using it which then becomes an ethics matter, because if he has a technology, he can do it and he uses it. He cannot be the adverse effect of that subject. Cannot be. He will always find a way to sell 
because he has the technology of it and he knows it and he can do it and he uses it. And then that puts him at cause. Now you can say the same thing about raising a family, you know, like, I don't understand, you know, my children are out of control and they're causing me all this grief and they get into all this trouble and they won't study and they won't apply themselves. Mom, this is so boring. Why'd you take me here? Can we go home? Instead of looking at the children and going, you know what? I don't, these kids are incorrigible. Take a look at your own knowledge of technology. Do you know how to raise children? Be humble enough to look at the situation and go, you know what? I'm the adverse effect of this. My kid's in jail. Like, now I'm paying bail. I'm obviously the adverse effect of this. Maybe I don't know the technology of how to raise children. Or, you know, I cannot, I get this lately. I've been getting a lot of this, you know, can't find good employees. There's just no good employees out there. You know, maybe, maybe you're adverse effect of it, right? Yes, I'm adverse effect of it. Like, I'm adverse effect of society. You know, they're just generating nothing but nincompoops and druggies and, you know, I can't, and irresponsible people. And there's no way that I can be cause over this. I'm definitely the adverse effect of the current culture and the hiring problems we're having. I've been getting way too much of that lately. Hey, I got a suggestion. Do you know the technology of hiring? Um, there's a technology to hiring? <laughs> yeah, there's a technology to hiring. Uh, do you know the technology of how to put somebody on a post so that they really know what they're doing? You mean, tell me there's a technology? Oh, you want me to train people? Yeah, that's a very glib answer, isn't it? Say, well, you know, I'm not training. There's elements to training people. It's more than it's covered in one word, okay? There's drilling them. There's apprenticing them. There's, you know, gradients in study. There's writing up your hats. There's all these various different elements that go into putting somebody on post. Now, if you can get someone on a post and make sure that they have the technology of that post and that they can do it, which usually requires some drilling or some apprenticeship. You, know, you can give them all the technology, but now they got to go and do it. You know, you say, okay, here's how you play a piano. Watch me as I do this. Do you know this? Yes, I, I get it. Well, now, if you want to be a great pianist, what do you got to do now? Practice. You got to drill it. You got to sit down in front of that piano. I'm not a pianist, but you got to sit in front of that piano probably for hours every day and make it your passion and be committed to it. And then you learn the technology of how to play a piano. And then there's, you know, somebody can say, well, you know, you're coming in to do a certain kind of performance and somebody throws you a left curve and says, well, you know, we're not going to do classical, it's jazz. And shows you a score that's a jazz score and you're on stage in 20 minutes and you go, well, I'm the adverse effect of that. I don't know how to switch over. I'm a classical pianist. Now you're giving me a jazz score to go play in this. I thought I was doing something entirely different. I quit or I don't know, I'm going to go make a hash of it. No, not at all. Not if you really know the technology of it, because now you cannot be the adverse effect of it. Now, this goes for everything in life, including something that we're probably going to get into more in future episodes, how to deal with the vicious and the insane and the criminal. You go, how can you possibly deal with a crazy man? Well, there's technology to it. And if you know it and you can do it, and you use it, you cannot be the adverse effect of it. Yes, even that. Even confronting, you know, uh, 
a bunch of IRS agents at the door of your business ready to just trash your place, right? There is technology, but guess what? You got to make it your business to know it. You got to study for that. You got to train for that. You got to apply yourself. Look at if you're going to go in there and start a business in today's world, which I, I applaud you for because we need producers. We need people to go out there and stick their neck out. This is one of the reasons why I love what I do because I love working with entrepreneurs because they have the guts and the courage to go out and create something on their own. This, this, this world is carried on the backs of y'all. Make no mistake about it. You know, where do the jobs come from? Guys like you. You know, the ones who are willing to stick their neck out and create jobs and create enterprise and create something, make a difference, make an impact of some sort. Okay, but you're going to face challenges descending into the jungle. (laughs) I hate to break it to you that way, but you better know all about the tigers. You better know all about the, you know, the gators and the various different, you know, issues that can be out there and how do you trap them and how do you overcome them and how do you avoid them and There is technology to all these things. You want to live in the jungle? You want to survive in the jungle? You better know the technology of jungles, okay? And if you want to survive in today's culture and business world, you need to know all this stuff. You probably need to know civics way better than I do, just so that you can take greater responsibility, for instance, for your local and national governments. You know, that's a technology too. You go, well, you know, we're totally affect the adverse effect of you know, what's going on politically and the voting's all rigged and all this and that and issue one, issue two, issue three and apathy, 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 nothing we can do about it. You know, we just have to look out for ourselves and hope for the best. And our kids, well, they're on their own. You know, you're going to grow up in a crazy world. No. Learn the technology of governance, of being a good citizen, of uniting and working with other like-minded beings so that you can uh, align purposes and create positive change in your area. There's technology to that. Our effective management associations, our, our individual chapters, for instance, they all revolve around that. There's a technology about how to use public relations, for instance, to align with other like-minded groups that are trying to make a difference so that your impact and your power is magnified. So no matter how great the problem or small, if you are the adverse effect of it, realize that it doesn't have to be that way. All you have to do is learn the technology of how to do something and you learn to actually do it and you use it. Even if you feel lazy that day, you know, this is where the ethics parts come in. You know, like I know it, I can do it. I just don't feel like it. I'm going to quit. I'm going to, you know, I've been, you know, whatever your motivation. No, you use it. That's up to you. Okay, but those three things, I'll just give you that law one more time. He says, if one knows the tech of how to do something and can do it and uses it, cannot be the adverse effect of it. And then he says, again, I'm going to remind you, this applies in many, many ways and is in fact a key point of life, a fundamental that may underlie all others. And it applies to you directly on a post and in life. All right. Well. That's it for today. Um, different circumstances in our environment prompted me to uh, relay this message in today's episode. Uh, many of you have an opportunity now to train on some of the fundamentals of life, to be cause, uh, take full advantage, get trained, 
get drilled, use your technology to make a better life for yourself and for your family, for your group, and for mankind. I beseech you. All right. That's it for today's episode. If you liked it, please give us a like. If you have any comments, uh, we love to read them. We've been getting a lot lately, a lot more. I really appreciate those comments. And uh, if you feel like it, write us at info at wiseeastress.org. We'll answer your questions. We'll help you if we can. Most of the time we can help you. So feel free to write us. And thank you very much for listening. We'll talk again next week.